Hey, are you or someone you care about considering, dealing with, or being through a divorce or separation? Well, you're in the right place. You don't have to do this alone. There are people who care and want to help. Hi, I'm Dina Court, an author, blogger, publisher, and empowerment coach. Thanks for joining me on the Divorce Magazine Canada podcast. You are going to hear from our team of experts and professionals how to navigate this difficult transition in your life easier, more efficiently, and with better outcomes. Did you know we host online divorce resource groups that are free to attend and everyone is welcome? Check out the links in our show notes and be sure and join us. We love bringing experts to you. Please refer to our terms of service available on our website, divorcemagazinecanada.com and stay tuned at the end for the legal language. Ready? Here we go. I'm happy to have Nikki Pike back on the show today. Do you need help navigating a mortgage after divorce? She is back with even more information to help you understand the mortgage application process and how mortgage brokers can guide you through it. She's got a lot of experience in this area and she is really happy to help you understand it better. Let's get in to the show right now and find out more about mortgages. I am so excited to be back again with Nikki Pike and introduce her services to you. If you would like to know more about her, go back to episode number three. And that is the first time she joined us and we got to know her a little bit better. Now, Nikki's back with more information about how you can work with her and how she can help you to figure out mortgages during a divorce and she does specialize in this hi Nikki hi Dina thank you for coming back again can you please introduce yourself and your services again to us and then let's dig in a little bit more than what we did in the first visit with how people can work with you really how they even can figure out where to start when they're facing this situation in their life yeah, for sure. So my name is Nikki Pike, and I've been a mortgage broker for over 16 years now with TMG, the mortgage group. So I feel like that's a pretty long time to say out loud. Um, I've loved every minute of it. And during my 16 years, I have slowly narrowed things down and began to specialize in helping people going through a divorce and specializing in helping women with their mortgages and understanding their options in and out of a divorce. So women, divorce, those are my specialties. So I'm excited to talk about this with you today. Oh, that's perfect. I think there are a lot of people out there. And like you say, especially the women who are struggling with this concept of how do I manage now with a home when I'm leaving a situation where we shared a home and the population that's facing divorce is getting close to 50% or in some cases I've heard it, it is that high. So what are yeah. the- Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, what have you found as far as the clients that approach you? What are some of the biggest struggles they're facing? It depends where I come into the conversation. So I had a woman call me yesterday and she was very much in the overwhelm, in the fear stage of the divorce and not really able to take in 
much of what we needed to talk about because she was so overwhelmed and that anxiety and that fear was really running kind of where she's at. So in that situation, I actually advised her to speak to a lawyer before me because she needs to understand what options are available to her through her divorce before we kind of dive into the mortgage stuff. It doesn't always work that way. Lots of times I want to have a conversation um, early and upfront with the person going through a divorce so that I can get a handle on things. But she was in such a place of overwhelm and anxiety that I wanted her to talk to a lawyer and maybe help with some of those fears that she was feeling. Yeah, that's a good place to start mm -hmm. when there's just so much to deal with. Is a separation agreement, I might be jumping way how many steps ahead, but a separation <laughs> agreement needs to be in place? Generally, yeah, generally speaking, we do need a separation agreement. It does depend on, <clears throat> sorry, I keep losing my voice. I think this happened last time too. I must've already talked too much today. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> sorry. Um, <clears throat> so it really depends on the situation. If there's no kids, no matrimonial home, there's nothing to really separate or divide up, then sometimes we can get away with not needing a separation agreement. But if there are kids involved, if there's property involved, if there are assets and debts involved, it is in everyone's best interest going through that separation to have something on paper that is legal. So especially if there's kids or matrimonial property involved, because that needs to be discussed. There needs to be support payments discussed. There's a lot of things that go into that. So again, where I come in is understanding, is there a matrimonial home? What does the person I'm speaking with, what does my client want? Do they want the matrimonial home? Do they want the ex to keep it? Do they want to sell it? Do they want to buy something new? What is their main goal? And then I can work with them and sometimes even potentially the lawyers to help decide the best way to, to set everything up. So you do help facilitate completing that say or initiating it even with the lawyers sometimes with divorce every situation is so specific and so different so it really depends on the person but lots of times I do have that initial conversation and what that looks like is you know I get to know the person they get to know me I always want to make sure the person is comfortable with me before they move forward and I want to make sure that I'm the right fit for them that I am going to have the options that are best for them I am the broker that if I feel like going to your bank is better, I will tell you that. I'm going to say I hate saying it out loud, but I'm still going to say this is what I want you to do first. And then if it doesn't work, come back to me. So I, I really do believe in doing what's best for my clients. So again, if it's that really early in the, in the stages of the separation or divorce, we have that initial conversation. I like to do an application if that's our next step. I like to do that early so that I can get an idea of what this person looks like on paper. And I hate to say, you know, we, we kind of that's put people down on, on paper, but that's what it comes down to. And so I want to look at credit. I want to look at employment, income, stability. I want to look at all of those things. And then I can say, okay, if you're going to be paying support, this is how it could affect you. If you're going to be receiving support, this is how it could affect you. And sometimes a lawyer will reach out and say, Hey, this is what we're looking at negotiating what does that mean for our mutual clients on the mortgage side? And we all work together to get to that end result, whatever it is, whether it's keeping the matrimony home, buying something new, whatever it is. 
That's incredible to have that kind of teamwork supporting someone. It must give them a lot of peace of mind knowing that it's all on the table and what are my options? Yeah. And having gone, gone through it, I just remember feeling that anxiety, the overwhelm, all those, the fear, all of those really awful feelings. But as soon as I started working with professionals, I felt the weight being lifted because I could trust them and I got to know them and they were guiding me and helping me. And I think that's the biggest thing we can do for ourselves going through divorce is find the right professionals and rely on those professionals to help us. I love that you are very transparent in finding the best fit for your clients. And if it's not you, or if you feel that it could be you, but they may be wiser to just check with their bank first. And that might even be a, a, a more economical act, like course of action for them. You know, that's amazing. That, that shows the heart that you bring to this and the care that you have for your clients. Yeah, it definitely comes from that place. And I mean, if I'm honest, there's lots of times that the bank, the bank rarely offers something that I can't do better than or a better solution for the clients. I rarely lose those clients to the bank, but I know that I have given them the opportunity to look at all of their options. And then mine generally look a little bit better. The solutions, the way I present them, the support that I give them is usually why people come back to me. Well, and that is another form of a peace of mind that they find is that when they do commit to choosing you, they know that they've explored other options. And, and that's, and that again is transparent because you've actually pointed them in that direction. So they know that you are aware they've explored these other options. They can discuss them openly with you and then go forward with seeing what the two of you or the or part of the team can bring forward for them to choose from when they fill out an application is there a fee to filling out applications and starting that process where where do they start seeing costs or you know commitments in that way so there is no cost to get your mortgage through me as a broker so the application the process everything it is free to the client. So I get compensated by the banker lender that they choose for their mortgage. Okay. So it's a really simple process. Like it's, it almost seems too good to be true sometimes, <laughs> but it's as simple as filling out an online application. I have a secure online portal where they can sign paperwork electronically. They upload any paperwork that I need to support the details in their application, separation agreement, T4s, letters of employment, pay stubs, that fun stuff. Um, it all goes into a safe, secure portal that's really easy for them to navigate. And yeah, I get paid when the mortgage goes through when they're happy in their new house or with their new mortgage and everybody's happy. <laughs> I love that. What a good way to manage that whole process. And it's just one less bill to pay, right? Or to face. And yet you're getting that kind of support and confidence in the choices that have been offered. Confidence in decision-making around mortgages is one of my biggest things. I want the people that I work with, I want my clients to feel educated, to feel confident and to feel empowered with the decision that they make. So my goal is to bring them all of the information, explain it to them in a way that they understand so that they can make that decision and be confident in their decision. What do you find are some of the trickiest situations to deal with? 
It's the ones where the divorce is stalled. Oh. So I have a client going through this right now. Um, I have multiple clients going through this right now. And it is the hardest part because they get stalled in their journey with their divorce, right? So they can't really heal. They can't really move on. They can't really do what they need to do until the separation or divorce is a little more finalized. And lots of times, because we can't get a mortgage without a separation or divorce agreement, their living situation ends up in limbo. And I mean, I have a client where they are alternating a week on a week off in the matrimonial home for the children. And I know multiple people that have done this over the years. And one is making it difficult to get anything done. And what does the other one do? Do they start talking about things like forcing the sale of the home, right? Like, how do you push forward? And again, that's why I'm such an advocate for using the professionals that do this every day. The lawyer is going to be able to help you move forward. Um, but yeah, I mean, I talked to another client um, yesterday where they've been waiting on the settlement from their divorce for years. And I just finally said, maybe you need a new lawyer. Like if this isn't coming together, maybe this person isn't the right person for you because it shouldn't take years. Um, even if one person is being difficult and obviously, I mean, we all hear the stories about divorces that take six or seven years. And I look at it that it's two-sided. Usually the person that's fighting is fighting and the person that isn't fighting is scared. Oh, yes. Right. They're scared to fight because of what the other person might say or do. They're scared. They believe the threats. They're essentially being bullied. And this happens all the time in divorces, both ways, right? It's, it's not always, you know, a man doing this to a woman. Sometimes it's a woman doing it to man. It doesn't matter. But lots of times there is someone that's delaying things and making things tough. That's again, the hardest thing because I can't help or do anything until things progress. I've had clients where I've worked with them for two years from the start of their separation to when we finally got an agreement and they could finally move on. That's quite a commitment. Yeah. It is. And the markets change, the finances change, your rules change, recalibrating. <laughs> yes. Recalibrating. Yeah. That makes yeah. it very challenging. But it's it good to know that you are available and willing to stay the course with them and give them that consistency. Absolutely. It's, you know, I recently did a TikTok on why I probably used the wrong words because I said why I enjoy helping people going through a divorce. And I get enjoy probably isn't the best word choice, but for me, I genuinely enjoy helping people through this part of their lives. And I had a couple people comment negatively saying that I was using or pretending that I wanted to help these people to make money. And I said, if I was in this for the money, I would not choose to help people going through a divorce because right. lots of these take months, sometimes years. And it's more of my time because I, I turn a little bit more into a support. It's not just about the mortgages. I'm there to help them. And, you know, a five minute conversation turns into a 20 minute conversation while I listen. So it's more time. It's more energy takes like, and I'm like, if I was in this for the money, I would not choose to specialize in helping people going through a divorce. So, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like that's your why that's where your heart is. And that is the kind of mortgage broker anybody would be privileged to work with when they not only have personal experience, but really care. Like that's true care. It's 
it's not just the ROI and the bottom line. <laughs> like it's about really taking care of people the best that you can and help them out. So that's some of the trickier situations. What would your maybe top two or three best points of advice be for anyone who is, we're going to talk early stages again, when they are considering divorce or separation, or it's the very initial stages and how can, what can they do to have the best uh, opportunity, I guess it would be to, to have a good, uh, a successful application for a mortgage. I don't know how to describe that properly, but what could they have in place or have figured out or, or do maybe with their credit or, you know, what, what things affect that application that they could be doing to increase the success for, uh, you know, a positive outcome. Yeah. So some of my recommendations have nothing to do with mortgages, but also can help down the road. My biggest thing that I would say to someone that's just, you know, the wheels are starting to turn or starting to contemplate, maybe this isn't what I want anymore, whatever the reason, um, it's set up a bank account in your own name, set up a line of credit in your own name, set up a credit card in your own name, start getting the financial piece started because so many marriages when they end things start out amicable because a lot of times it's people that have grown apart it's people have changed and not grown together different things like that and so it feels very amicable to start and most times a few months in the emotions start coming out and it doesn't always stay amicable so it's nice to have those set up ahead of time I'm not saying you're preparing to leave your ex with nothing. That is not what I'm saying. I'm not saying you're going to take money and put it in these accounts. I'm saying just have a credit card in your own name and a line of credit in your own name and get a bank account in your own name. That is also going to help you credit by having that credit card in your own name and that line of credit. And it will allow you when things do start to get separated, you're already set up on your own. So it's just kind of a proactive step. The next thing is also proactive doesn't have much to do with mortgages, but it is to start gathering your paperwork. So I have a client right now, her soon to be ex withheld her own paperwork from her while he was saying, if you don't talk to a lawyer or if you don't, if you don't do this, I'm not talking to a lawyer, but he had her paperwork. So take copies, start a pile, tax returns, mortgage statements, anything financial, anything that is related to you needs to go marriage certificate, like all of the basics, start a pile and even copy it and keep it somewhere safe. On the mortgage side, it is definitely talk to a broker early. So again, once the decision is kind of solidified in your mind or, or in the other person's mind of whatever the circumstances are, talk to a broker, let us know what's going on. Because again, it usually takes months at least, at least to get a separation agreement. If I can pull credit and look at your application sooner rather than later, I have time to tell you what to do if you need to bolster your credit, if things, you know, what's going to change? Are you receiving child tax? Is that going to change? What do you need to apply for? Like there's so many things, right? So yeah, apply early. I'm also, my brain is turning as you're, as you're saying this, because not only are they dealing with working towards a separation agreement, but if they have now taken an honest look at their finances and the position that they are in, 
it's it's possible that they won't just walk away and agree to something just to get their freedom or uh i hear so many say that i i didn't care i just wanted out i didn't fight for you know they look back they regret because they actually put themselves in a very tough situation by not looking more towards a fair separation just wanting freedom and maybe if they have that picture early on of, of where their finances are and how that could really impact their choices after the divorce this could be another tool to give them some some courage to stand up for themselves absolutely and going back to my why a big part of my why is I am one of those women, one of those people that said, I just want to, I just want this over. I'm not going to fight for anything. I just want my half of the house and I'm going to go on my merry way. And I wish that there would have been someone there to tell me, no, you're not going to do that. And so I think that's a big part of my why, because I want to make sure that People are not making the same mistakes that I made. And that's, again, why I say rely on the professionals. I did, but I also was extremely stubborn because I was scared. And so fear drove all of my decisions. And I do, I don't like the word regret, but I do have some regrets around my divorce. I wish I would have stood up for myself. I wish someone would have stood up for me to help me stand up for myself. And I think that's why I gravitate towards helping women because lots of times we are the ones that are the ones kind of walking away, um, leaving things on the table. There's a lot of reasons why people make decisions that they make. And I feel like my job in a sense now is to help them, like you said, understand their finances, understand what they have been, what they are currently and where they need to be and helping women see that and come out the other side and set themselves up for financial success after a divorce is my favorite thing to do. That's amazing. I like how this is all leading towards that empowerment as well. That piece that you talked about. It's one of my favorite words, confidence and empowerment. <laughs> um, I just launched a Facebook group for women that is all around empowering women through their finances. Um, and I'm really excited for it because and, and if I go back to homeownership, homeownership is proven to set us up. It changes our futures when it comes to wealth. It is an empowering thing. And that's why I'm so passionate about empowering women through homeownership. It changes things for us. It changes our futures. Now, for everybody that's listening to this episode, I want them to know that I will share in the show notes all the ways they can find you and contact you. And I'm also interested to hear about your TikTok, your fit new Facebook group. And we can share that information as well. So people can find you on whatever their favorite platforms are and, and learn more about the empowerment piece about the mortgage advice that you have. Now, once they have initiated this application, the next step would be, again, like gathering all that paperwork. And once the they have a separation agreement. Now it's full, full speed ahead, right? From there on. Is yeah, absolutely. You can. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes like sometimes I will have a client approved subject to getting the separation agreement. So sometimes it'll just be a timing thing. Sometimes we do things that way. I can get an approval 
or waiting on a separation agreement. Not all lenders like to give us an approval without them because they're such a big piece of it, but I've been able to do that before. And sometimes I will just have them pre-approved and everything ready to go. And the minute that separation agreement hits my desk and it says everything that it was supposed to say, then we hit the ground running them, getting them into the new house, getting the ex off the current house, whatever the situation is. Now you have a network of referrals that you can offer to them as well, as far as realtors and other, you know, like the legal teams, mediators, whoever that might be, who can help them through these processes, people that you have built a trusting relationship and, and feel confident sending them to, correct? That's absolutely correct. And I'm really excited because I'm adding someone new this week and she is amazing. And I cannot wait to bring her into my network because what she does is she helps people co-parent and she helps people communicate and she helps support the kids through this, like not through the kids directly, but through the parents. And so she's going to help me help my daughter through giving me the language to support my daughter with everything that she has faced with our divorce and everything else, because now she's at an age that we can talk about things. She was three when, when we left. So you can't talk to a three-year-old about divorce, right? but there's still lingering feelings there for her. And I just, I'm so excited because I love what this woman does and I love everything that she has to say about what she does. So yes, I'm speaking to her again tomorrow and I'm really excited to bring her into everything. That's exciting. It's, it's kind of like a, a one-stop shop, you know, get started with you really early, start looking at the financial standings where, where they might have options and then it just expands from there. And as they're able to deal with all of the aspects, then you very likely have someone they can to point them towards that they can start exploring to work with and find a fit for them as well. And it's just takes away a lot of that overwhelm. It does. And in, in the first episode I did with you, I talked about how as a broker, I had all the contacts but I was still paralyzed. I didn't know what to do. I couldn't take any steps forward. And so sometimes when you're in that state that I talked to a client yesterday and she literally used the words, I'm paralyzed. I said, I know, you know, you are. And here's a lawyer that you can speak to. And here's this person that you can speak to. And here's this person that you can speak to. And they will help pull you out of that paralyzed state and help you take however big or small the steps are, help you start moving forward. So it's amazing to have people that I trust for my clients to work with. That's such a good point because, you know, you can Google, you can research, you can find contacts and you can find who you think you might need for whatever you're dealing with. But to get that endorsement from someone else who, who knows them personally, has worked with them and can point you in that direction, then that's amazing. Um, now, next steps, house shopping. <laughs> yeah, depending on the situation. Absolutely. Um, I mean, that's always the fun one. But really, I mean, even if you're keeping the matrimonial home, that day that you get confirmation that your ex is removed off of that mortgage off of that title, and it's yours. It's the same feeling I imagine. I mean, I bought right after but I would imagine it's a similar feeling to that first night in your new house. And it's a feeling I never forget, like just this wave of like relief and peace. And this is mine. I did this and yeah, it's an amazing thing. So hopefully house shopping, if not house shopping, a celebration that the house is yours. Right. What do you want to leave with people as 
your best advice when they want to have their own home that they currently live in, like a spousal buyout? Is that is that an option that is available for many people? I know it all depends on their financials, but you, you hear about it. But how common is it to be able to do that? It's really common. So the spousal buyout program is a fantastic program and it allows a couple to go up or borrow up to 95% of the value of the home to split whether there's debt that needs to be paid out, if one needs to pay out the other person, whatever it is, as long as it's detailed in the separation agreement. Preferably both people are on title up front. It's I it's always trickier if both people aren't on title. So that's why I'm such a huge fan of both parties being on title, even when they're married. I always recommend both people go on title unless, unless there's a really good reason why they wouldn't. Um, yeah, so that's basically kind of what it comes down to is just making sure that those pieces are there so that we can get everything to come together. But the spousal buyout, Again, when I say the pieces, I mean the separation agreement needs to say how much the payout is to the other person. It needs to say what debts are getting paid out. Like it needs to be very specific. But if it's there, then yeah, we can do a new mortgage up to 95% of the value, which helps a lot of people. So if they've had the house for any length of time, they would have some equity there that they can access. And it can help in the negotiations as well. Sometimes there's not a lot of equity there. So then maybe they do need to sell. Maybe they don't. It just depends on the situation. But the disposal buyout program, in my opinion, is fantastic for the right people. Does it? Now, this is getting into some details that gets deeper, but there's a penalty a lot of times for paying a mortgage off early. Now, if you do a spousal buyout, is that one way of avoiding that as well? No, you'd still. No. So there are some downsides to it. Absolutely. And that's where it comes down to working with a professional. So they can say, you know, here's why this is a great program. Here's why it might not be the right fit for you guys. But whether you're selling or one spouse is paying out the other, there's going to be a penalty. Okay. Right. So if you're selling and the mortgage is getting paid out, there's a penalty. If maybe sometimes one person can take that existing mortgage and port it to a new one, depending on the circumstances, but lots of times it's getting paid out. So there is a penalty to take into account. Usually that would get split between both parties. Um, So the penalty, and then there's so many other things to take into account because depending who the mortgage is insured with, or if it's insured through one of the three default insurers that we have in Canada, you may have to pay a whole new mortgage premium, insurance premium. So there's, when we get right into it, there are a lot of pieces to it and a lot of things to consider. Again, sometimes it makes sense to pay, the insurance premium gets added onto the mortgage. So sometimes it just, it's kind of a a cost of the divorce in a way. It gets you to the end means. I've rarely had, maybe I don't think I've ever had a client say no because they don't want the insurance premium added onto their mortgage. It's just kind of a cost of the divorce. Right. And that's why you work with a professional because there's all these pieces. You don't want to try and do this. Don't do this alone. (laughs) No. And honestly, like I said before about going to their own bank, I've had where clients call me and they say they talked to their bank first and their bank had no idea. And then I look at things and I'm like, I'm sorry that your bank wasted your time. We can do this. No problem. So it really is important to work with the right people. Have you got some other stories and testimonials that 
you could share with us? You have tons, I'm sure, after this many years. I do. Um, I got to think of of some. I think, you know, the biggest thing, you know, I got an email from a client last night and she said, hey, I'm my separation is almost finalized. I need to pay out my ex. Can you help? That's those are always nice because I get to kind of come in at the end. Right. So then it's it's a little bit quicker, which is nice. But I also then don't get to know my client as well. So there's pros and cons to that. Um, I'm trying to think of any like really, really good ones. But I mean, I've had so many clients cry on the phone when they move in or when that house is finally theirs, when everything finally comes together and they realize that they're starting their new life. It doesn't matter who wanted the divorce. It doesn't matter what got them there. That feeling that they feel when everything comes together is the same. So I've had so many clients cry on the phone just out of pure joy and being grateful that they now have this house that's theirs. Um, I can't think of any like specifics off the top of my head. That relief. In the meantime, I'm going to show in the brand new Divorce Magazine Canada that's out on shelves across much of Alberta. It's where you'll find, it's complimentary, where you'll find free publications displayed. And here is Nikki's article in there. And grab yourself a copy. It's also available as a downloadable PDF on our website, divorcemagazinecanada.com slash magazines. Nikki, it's been a pleasure talking with you today. I am going to include in the show notes all the ways that people can find you and contact you. And you offer offer a consult, am I correct? Yeah, absolutely. Again, there's no cost to get a mortgage through me. So it's really just a conversation. I call it my discovery call. So we set aside 15, 20 minutes and we have a chat because I want to make sure that I can help you. I want to make sure you're comfortable with me and that moving forward together is, is the right step. So yeah, I call it a consult. I call it a discovery call. We can call it whatever we want. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's amazing because they can speak to you then personally about their situation and in a, in a short conversation and see if that is uh, something that they want to pursue, even if it's early, early days, and they just want to talk to you about what we've covered a bit again today. So I will have all that information available as well as uh, your TikTok. That's exciting. I'm going to check that out. Didn't know you were there too. Mm-hmm. And Facebook and uh, Instagram as well. I'm everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> okay. You'll be able to find her quite easily. And thank you again, Nikki. It's been so valuable to speak with you and share with our audience about the services that you provide and how you do it with so much care and from your heart. Well, thank you for having me and thank you for putting this information out there for people because they do need it. So thank you. Hopefully you heard something today that helps you wherever you might be in life. Do you have questions or suggestions for a topic you want to know more about? Let me know. Check the show notes for all the contact information. Follow this podcast and find us on social. Know anyone who might find this information helpful? Be a friend and share it. And hey, thank you for hanging out with me today. Keep smiling that beautiful smile. The world needs your sunshine. It means a lot that you spend this time with us and meet our experts and professionals who can help you through divorce or separation. Please refer to our terms of service available on our website, divorcemagazinecanada.com slash terms of service. The link is in the show notes. And the legal language, our disclaimer, 
Divorce Magazine Canada website, events, resource groups, blog, and all content, including our podcast, is intended to educate and provide quality, credible resource information. The contents should not be used as factual until consultation with the appropriate professionals for any guidance. Divorce Magazine Canada does not constitute endorsements for, nor liability, for any claims made in the presenting of this information.